For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? I mean, could I be happier? We have two fullbacks in the room, so to say. Um, you know, my my guy, John John, I don't know if you know how many beers you've made me chug in the last couple years. How many, t- how many touchdowns have you scored? Shoot, I don't. I don't even know what like five. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's more than that. I feel like it's more than that. Uh, I'll start. I started this club. It's just obviously a Badger football fullback club, and somehow it started when a bat, when a fullback scored. I can't remember who it was. It could have been Brady Ewing. I just shotgunned the beer. And it has continued on. And now my wife looks at me like I'm a complete psycho when you score. And I was shotgunning beers. The only problem is, didn't you have a two touchdown game? And I was like, I can't do it today. Yeah. <laughs> Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. For all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who have you got in the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Dude, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you're a busy guy. You're training for who knows what on Thursday, right? How exciting is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm super pumped. And thank you guys so much for having me. Really, really an honor. No, it's so cool. So, so take us through, like, you know, we had your brother on and he kind of took us through like his childhood and how football kind of started. But what, what was it like for you in a competitive household? Um, I mean, whenever you're growing up with a brother and especially, you know, how close Leo and I are in age, um, you kind of, everything is becomes a competition, whether it's eating more food or, you know, skipping rocks down by the lake and, or wrestling for that fact. And there's a lot of broken, you know, broken windows, broken tables. And, you know, he would, he'd always try to go for the weapons when we fought. So I, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I know I'm I'm sure my mom was really happy about it, but it was, uh, definitely a competitive environment growing up. You know, everything was a competition. 
So you mentioned wrestling. How did football come into your life? And at what point, how old were you? Um, you know, we, we always would like be throwing around football. We'd be tackle football at the high schoolers games when we were little elementary school kids. Um, you know, we, I, we had some older brothers that we watched in football. Um, so we'd always be playing at home, uh, being from a small town though, you know, uh, when you're young, the best you can do is watch football because we don't have that, you know, uh, pop Warner or even, you know, elementary school football, uh, that level. So I, I really, so I broke my shoulder seventh grade. So I really didn't start football until eighth grade. Um, so that's like, that's probably like the earliest you can anyways around here in the small towns. And so what got you excited about it? Just so your brothers played, you're like, okay, I'll just play because of them. Or you're like, wow, I love this sport. I want to be part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's one of those things where you can, you know, get away with beating someone up. Um, you know, football is that game. Um, you know, there's a few sports like that, but that's what really attracted me to it is, uh, you know, the physicality and especially watching my older brothers, uh, Adam and Peter, uh, really inspired me to go for it. Uh, I was like, I want to be like them. I want to be those dudes, you know, wearing your jerseys at high school. I just like loved everything about the game, you know, the, the physicality and just love the game as a whole. So Leo and I really on board when my brothers had a lot of success in high school. Yeah, Leo said that it was your uh, your brother Peter especially was like a, a really big influence on him and sort of his approach to the game and he wanted to wear his number. I remember. Did you have that same relationship with him as well with with with, with Peter? Um, so Leo was Peter number five. Um, yep. I looked up to Adam number thirty three, so that's the number I wore in high school because I wanted to be just like Adam. So I wore thirty three, and that's then that's awesome. Wore, of course, when I got to uh, Wisconsin. Uh, for some reason, they let me wear a 33. <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, What's up with that? Yeah, it's not like some anyone notable has ever worn that number for Wisconsin before. Yeah, <laughs> but 44, I'm good with 44. Great fullback number. It is great. Matt, When you, you know what I love about what John's saying? He just mentions violence. And I feel like as a fullback, one as a football player, but not all football players are violent, but as a fullback, like you have to like that. Like that is just so, so I know we're going to skip ahead, but what's it like to be violent at practice with your brother? Man, it's, it's reliving your childhood. Like we talked about, it's, you know, he'll, he'll get me one rep, maybe pop me and I'll pop the next rep. It's, it's a, really a back and forth battle. Um, never one guy, you know, dominating the other guy. It's, it's always back and forth. And that's just make, what makes it really fun is, you know, stuff we, we know each other, we know each other better than anyone. Right. And just being able to find, you know, a weakness that day and, uh, you know, maybe showing off or gloating a little bit after. And it's just, it, it really creates a, an environment where we strive to be better and we push each other to be better. And I think that's, what's helped us a lot is having, having each other to do that because you always have your teammates to push you, but there's no one that'll, that'll piss you off. Like your brother, man, that'll, that'll make get in the gym in the late hours say, okay, now how am I going to beat him tomorrow? And it's really, you know, I'm not, I don't want to speak for him, but it's made me into a better player having that, you know, competitive spirit. How cool is it? I know we skipped the, uh, ahead in your history, but how cool is it that your brother and you had such, I want to say like such storied careers. I mean, you really did. did. It wasn't, you, did. you know, it wasn't like one out showing the other, like you guys both played a brand of football that is to me, it was like just beautiful to watch. I mean, and obviously, I, you know, I watch the fullback all the time, but do what you did in the bowl game made me so happy. You were crushing dudes. I know we're jumping. We're way ahead. We're at the end, but 
Um, I just think it's so cool that, that you had that opportunity to play with your brothers on a different level than high school. Man, it was, it's something that I never took for granted. Even from the start, I'm like, okay, there's, there's not a lot of guys doing this. There's a handful of guys in the country maybe that can do this playing with their brother, you know, at the, at the best school, best school in the country. I'm just like, especially for our brand of football. I mean, Wisconsin, you're talking like linebacker, you fullback, you like, oh, it's like, okay, that those are just some dudes throwing a ball around, getting in the mud. Like there's nothing better, you know, throwing the rock around. It's, it's really the brand of football that, that really takes you back to, you know, why you really love the game. It's just one guy running into another guy, seeing who wins. And that's just what I love about it. And that's what Leo and I both loved about playing with each other too. So did you're like a way you're a way younger, better looking version of me. Like I, I told, I tell everyone, like, I just loved running into people being, being violent and trying to not hurt, but hurt someone within the rules of the game, not to be oh. dirty. But when some dudes like kind of limping off, cause you just crushed them. That's a, I don't know, man. I, I always like powerful feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he knows, he knows in his mind, Oh shoot. I got three quarters left of this. man. <laughs> he wants to tap. I love that man. Just like the grind when they know they're in for more, like that's the, I used that's to tell great- people, I used to tell people to talk trash coming out of the, uh, wherever. Well, now it's different where they come out for you guys, the South end zone, but where they came out for mm-hmm. us was, um, right by the tunnel. I don't mm-hmm. even, it's not even, and, and they, like, Oh, Bernstein, we got your number. All these linebackers. I'm like, we'll see who's here in the fourth quarter. Let's see who's talking. Let's see who's talking. I know what I got. Dude, I'm 265 pounds. You, I'm like, you're 245. Like, you got nothing. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I do think the fullback has changed. Like, your body type is, is, dude, you're like an Adonis, man. You are just like super muscular. What are you, what are you at right now? Like, 245 ish? Uh, 250, yeah. Right now. Damn, dude. You are way more muscle than I am. That's for sure. Now it, man. Yeah. But it definitely is a different brand of football. I mean, I don't think a lot of guys, I don't think there's anyone that could hit like you did back in the day, man. It's like <laughs> fullback is much like you said, just like, and you need to incorporate running back tight end and H and it's a lot more things than it was before, but I still pride myself in, you know, being that old brand of football. I can bring it out if I need to, but also do those other things. So, so were you, were you playing fullback in high school too? Or I think, I think Leo said he was blocking for you at one point. So you must've been playing tailback. Yeah, uh, I actually played tailback three out of four years. Um, the other, my freshman year, I was like a H, I guess. Um, but yeah, he'll block for me for um, my other three years. Uh, got got to play a little tailback, run the ball. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was fun. But I think I found my my the true fit in fullback. So, Wait, so, so when so you were you on a varsity your your entire career in high school? Yeah, yeah. When did it come, when did it like snap into your head? You're like, wow, I could do this like this. I could be take it to the next level. You know, like when did, you know, colleges start writing you letters? Who was like on the board? To be honest, Leo and I never, because Leo and I never really thought we could make it D1 and D1 even in the first place, uh, just because of how far away it seemed because coming from a small school, we, we've never really seen anyone make it D1. Um, let alone, you know, have a chance to go to the NFL. And so we were, we were, it was just so out there for us and we were just thinking, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go to camps. Right. And by this time I was already, you know, summer going into senior year. So I'm like, Oh, we'll go to camps. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how late it was that I tried to get, you know, the exposure. Um, so it was, I mean, it was a bit of a grind just trying to get the school's eyes on us. So we went to, you know, a handful of camps, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, 
Wisconsin was really, you know, we had full pads on and just grinded for like a few hours, just hit heads. And they, they would put Leo and I against each other in drills and we just run and hit heads. And you guys must've um, loved that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and football camps with pads on get, kids are going crazy. And so it was just, I mean, a lot, a lot of thud and a lot of guys just out of control with their bodies flying around, running and falling over. Um, but I think that's where, you know, we stood out a little bit and, um, by that time, you know, it was, they already gave out all the scholarships for my spot. So that, that's what they told me. They're like, okay, we want you as preferred walk on. I'm like, well, heck yeah, it's Wisconsin. Like that was a no brainer. Um, then they offered Leo. So it's like, Ooh, they offered the younger brother. <laughs> I, I, a little bitterness, a little bitterness about that. Um, but, you know, after a semester, I worked really hard on like special teams and, you know, how can I get on the field? And so I was fortunate enough to earn a scholarship through that. Um, which was really great with, uh, you know, great special teams coach and, and Chris Herring. What was that Wisconsin walk on tradition? Something that like you were like well aware of before you came up? Yeah, it was, I mean, the walk on program is second to none at Wisconsin. You got guys, Jim Leonard, JJ Watt, you, all these linebackers in the NFL that were walk-ons and it's just to, I talked to guys like, you know, on my visit when I was, you know, thinking about not really thinking, cause I already knew where I was going there, but, um, I was talking to them. They're like, yeah, we'd honestly, to be honest, we didn't know who was a walk-on until like senior year. Like guys, there's truly like no difference in anything for the, like for the walk-ons at Wisconsin, like they get treated the same, they get the same, you know, amenities, uh, you know, beside the scholarship, but it's, it truly is like the best place to be a walk-on in college football. Right. It's not like you're watching the Rudy movie and, and like a walk-on is treated like trash. Like a Jimmy mm. showed up to me at the seminary together and you you didn't know he was a walk on because it's weird. It's not like the first thing you say is like that's Jimmy Leonard. He's a walk on. Yeah, like, no, that's Jimmy. He's a freshman. Or he's you know he's new too. So uh, yeah. it, I just think it's so special that we have this tradition with dudes who are all, a lot of guys who played in the NFL have been very successful and productive. And it's something special. Like, dude, you're part of a tradition. I think that that is only at a few universities. And I think Wisconsin's number one. What what do you like take from that? Like, do you and Jimmy talk about it? Like, has that ever come up in conversation? I mean, the fact of like a walk, the idea of walk on is never really even something that is like talked about. I mean, like, I I understand that I have humble roots and all of that, but it's like we're all just a team at that point. It's it's not even like an idea that's discussed just because of how close knit everyone is, you know, everyone appreciates, you know, the walk-ons just about the scholarship guys. And, and to be honest, I'm still getting guys on the team that are like, you're, you're a walk-on what? And, and they had no idea, like still to this day, like some guys didn't know. So it's, it truly is just, you know, an amazing environment, especially for walk-ons. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the guys who were contributing even last year, like you, Seltzner was a walk-on, I believe, too. You know, we even saw guys like Grover Bordelotti get some snaps last year and actually looked really good against Rutgers. I thought he, I thought that was a lot of fun for me. But, you know, I mean, obviously, like Jack Dunn played, it seems like a million snaps over two decades. So when you get to UW, what you are, Alec Ingold's still there, right? Ingold's mm-hmm. still in the room. So what was it? Who else was in that room when you walked in your freshman year? Um, so I walked in the running back room because, you know, the fullbacks yeah. meet with the running. Oh, that was strange. Um, so I had Ingold, I had Taiwan deal, Chris James, Jonathan Taylor, you know, Garrett Groshek. Um, and 
Mason Stocky moved over to fullback like the same time I did from linebacker. So me and him were kind of just both learning from Alec and because that dude was, is literally the master of his craft. Like he, he literally embodies everything like what the fullback, especially now like should be. And he, he had perfect like technique, his, his steps, like stepping to contact was amazing. And so learning from a guy like that was, you know, just such a big deal for me. Um, just, you know, watch because people, people can say, Oh, how hard is it to run into someone and block them? But it's really a lot more than that. And, you know, you guys know that, uh, it's, it's stepping to contacting that, you know, muscle memory to, you know, one, two hit. Um, and so a lot of that is something that, you know, I struggle with. And I look to Alec, um, and the leaders like Grosh, whether it's protections, um, Grosh was really good with that stuff. So just having those leaders in the room, um, was just something that uh, I think really helped as a young player. What was the hardest thing for you to adapt to? Was it that from tailback going to fullback? Because, I mean, you hadn't played, you know, much of any fullback before you came. So, like, what was the hardest thing for you, at least on the field? I know off the field with the playbook, that's a whole different, you know, sort of ball of wax. But on the field, what was the toughest, toughest thing for you to sort of get accustomed to in the fullback position? I think, you know, pad level is definitely like one of the bigger things. Um, I, I had high pads, you know, coming out of high school, most of us do. Um, but that really had to, you know, hit on the head early on pad level. And I, I had the, when I would go and block someone, I'd have the, just like the gather and the hop and then just stay in place and block. And that's what a lot of young fullbacks do. Uh, instead of running in your contact um, is just the hop and you weren't just going to get a big hit. So I'm going to load up and that was wrong. And so that's, that's a lot of what I struggle with is the technique side of it and the pad level side of it. Um, another big thing that, you know, it's been noted a few times is like the speed of the game in college compared to high school. It's just a lot faster. Guys know what they're doing in the reads. And so definitely the speed of the game and some, uh, you know, uh, blocking technique. But when you show up, it's not who's in the room, although Al Gingold is one of the best and I'm a huge fan as well. It's who's on the opposite side. Who are the who are the linebackers you were going against? Because when I showed up and I had no idea how to block, Nick Grison was over there. Bryson Thompson, like Nick Grison, played in the league for a bunch of years. This dude laughed every time he saw me looking at him because he knew I couldn't block him. You know, granted, four years later I probably had a shot, but at that point I had no shot. So <laughs> I feel your pain, like getting there, like trying to figure it out. Who are the dudes that you would you know be in the three point stance and look off and be like, oh man. I got to go against this guy again, man. Like, like sticking, he sticks out more than anyone. And and I, that's funny that you say that you look him and he just laughs. Chris or Chris or would, Oh my goodness, man. Like freshman year, my first time, like three point stance, I think I'm down and I just have a, we call we call it Bob, you know, the ISO lead block. Yeah. Um, you know, t- I take one step and just run downhill and he just hit, puts his helmet right below my chin and just knocks me like, and I like fallen back and seeing stars. So that was like the first welcome to, you know, Wisconsin football for me <laughs> is Chris, you know, pop me or like, and throughout the whole freshman year, you know, being on the scout team or whatever, it's man, just getting popped by Chris. That was something, you know, never look forward to, but you know, helped you learn. What was your scout team experience? Like, I love talking to dudes about scout team because like Bernie has some of like the best scout team stories. Like, you know, just I mean, like, kind of love it, but it's also kind of horrible. Oh man. <laughs> Like scout team, it's so, I think it's very challenging because, you know, you want to, you want to be noticed, but also the other guys want to get, you know, good reps and, and get kind of through it maybe in a way. Um, so I was kind of that, 
you know, that a-hole that would just go hard and okay, I'm, I'm not going to do something different than the other team does, but I'm going to play as hard as I can and hit you as hard as I can. And on scout team, I feel like, you know, you have to, and, and the older guys, you know, they'll say, I did this too. Like, what are you doing, man? Like to the younger guys on scout team when they get beat or, or something. And I think, you know, playing scout team is really tough because, you know, you're at the bottom of the food chain, but at the same time, it's somewhere that I really grew as a, as a, as a full, you know, we'd always play teams like Iowa and Michigan and, you know, now army and, and, and teams that would run fullback. So I get my reps, I get a lot of reps out of scout team and I take advantage of it. So, but it's, uh, it's always funny when the older guys would get mad <laughs> at the young scout team players. It's scout team. It's an experience. I'll leave it at that. It is, it is, I, I cherished it because I got like a free year pretty much, which I also enjoyed because you got to mature into being a fullback. You know, it's not easy to show up on campus and try to like blow up a 22 year old. You just, you're, you're almost physically, I showed up on campus and I was physically strong. I just had no idea what to do. So mm-hmm. I feel like at a fullback and correct me if I'm wrong, the physical and the mental have to kind of get into line and then you can unleash your dominance on the field. But until that point, like you're really struggling to kind of feel it out. And linebackers like Nick Rison and Chris Orr take advantage of that so easily. Jeff Mack took advantage of it. I don't know if you guys still have it. Uh, It's called slide draw. 122 slide draw. Jeff Mack saw me take this one step. So the only time I would hop to the right, every time he would just look and then just run downhill because he knew exactly the play was only one play. And um, yeah. And he would every time if I if I just like you said, if I went to load up to blow him up because he was running hard, he'd swim me. If I like kind of lit, like, you know, kind of limped in a little because he was going to I thought he was going to swim me. He would just nail me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Coach White, stop calling this play, man. Man, that's that's, (laughs) stop calling this play. I went through that same thing, man. Oh, just running ISO right, right down the barrel. That's Wisconsin football, though. And that's uh, after a while, you start to love it because. You know, you, you get better from that after getting hit in the chin a couple of times, you know, I realized, oh, maybe I have to go a little lower, right? Like if he's able to get under my chin, maybe I'm doing something wrong. So it was good. I, I love that though. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. So you show, so you're, you redshirted your freshman year and then you were just busting your hump on scout team. What's your favorite scout team? I'm uh, not scout team. I'm sorry. Special teams. What's your favorite special team? I, I didn't redshirt freshman year. Um, so I, I would play just four years and freshman year. I played on uh, special teams the whole season. So got it. Okay. Yeah. I redshirt through that. Um, and special teams. I mean, that was right away when I was like, okay, Alec, Alec Ingles starting fullback. That's, I mean, great. He's, he's amazing. I'm like, okay, how can I get on the field special teams? And so now I would go up and meet with uh, coach Herring, special team coordinator, you know, I'd meet with him every day and we find something, you know, what am I going to work at kicks on a rail for, uh, for pro pro punt, um, work on that and then work on, you know, getting depth on, you know, kickoff KOR and stuff like that. Um, just finding those little details that could, you know, um, give me an edge over someone else just to be on the field, you know, cause I, you know, I never took it, took, uh, for granted special teams, you know, I valued all those reps and it's fun being out on the field and is finding a way to be on the field. And so I think special teams is the best way to do that. If you know, you're not in that top position. What was your favorite special team? Uh, I think definitely punt my senior year punt was, punt was fun. I mean, Leo and I, Leo and I would just build a freaking wall over there, man. Like we take our kicks back and just like, no one could get through it. It was just, you know, fun, like 
just getting big sometimes. Leo and I would block four guys at once. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, dude, I am such a cool. fan of you because my favorite was punt only because I could actually run down and maybe tackle somebody. Yeah. Okay. It, that, I was, that was what I was. <laughs> That was what I was getting to as well. I think I had two tackles one game, and I was just like freaking walking, walking high. I felt, man, Dude, my I felt two, like a- my three years on punt, I think I have one tackle, and I've never been more excited. I I had five touchdowns career, and I've never been more excited than having a a, a tackle. Oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's something fun about running down the field, this breaking down, and oh yeah, punt punt's a good time, man. It just brings everyone on the field together. Just oh. Good times. I do love pun. I did not like kick return, but people yeah. are running yeah. full speed yeah. into you. And this is pre the rule change. So dudes were just running in to blow you up. That oh, was yeah. for me. That was not a Yeah, trust me. I was uh, I played fullback and you know do you know a fullback named Ben Mason? Yeah. He went went to yeah, he went to Michigan. He was all of you know six three, two sixty, two seventy even, I think, uh when he did, but he would come running down and kick off. I'm over here, right? The ball carrier is going this way, but he's still going to run right through my like, <laughs> face full speed. And uh, Stan, that that's what made kickoff tough, but but it's it's gritty, man. Kickoffs uh, not for the weak. It is not for the weak. All right. So, did you have? Um, I call him the Mountain. Uh, now I'm forgetting his name. Who was the weight training coach? Uh, so coach Kalaji, Ross Kalaji, was, yeah, Ross. I call him the mountain. Cause he looks like the freaking mountain from uh game yeah, of Thrones, <laughs> dude. But then you talk to him and he's like the smartest guy in the room. It really, he really is, man. He's a scary I, dude. Yeah. So when he, you're in, so you're in the weight room, I mean, you're a big guy and I, and I, and your brother and you said, you guys eat clean. You were working out in high school. What takes you to that next level where you kind of put on like this lean muscle and, and start gaining so much strength. I think, I think it really is eating clean, but also, you know, not just going in the gym and working out for three hours. It's Leo and I, we started off in high school, you know, okay. Yeah. We could bench, we could bench, you know, quite a bit, whatever. But when we really started to, you know, stop that ego lifting is just going in there and putting a whole bunch of weight and wrapping it out is really when we stopped doing that. And instead, you know, started stretching better, started recovering better, started sleeping better. That's when we saw those, you know, monumental gains that, that we had, you know, throughout the years of Wisconsin is having our strength coaches who, you know, have been to school for this stuff and have studied it and given, you know, that to us is that that's when it really helped us. So we put the ego aside and we did, you know, maybe less weight, more reps, or got better sleep and hydrated better and ate better throughout the day. And so that's, uh, that's when we saw those huge gains is, you know, when we, when we just listened to our coaches and, you know, did the right thing before and after the lift. Did first off, I mean, that's uh, everything I didn't do in college. So <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, but, but I, I love, I'm a huge fan of Ross. And so now what do you think of the transition from weight training, the head weight training coach to D line. Man, I, I think he's a guy that can, you know, he, honestly, he could be in any role on, on the field or off the field and he'd succeed at it. He's like, definitely, like you said, just a genius as far when it comes to athletics and, you know, training and seeing him transfer that from lifting to, you know, the D line, I didn't see much difference as far as the coaching style. He's still, you know, he's enthusiastic. He's got that charisma about him. That's like guys see that. And they're like, wow, how does he have this? Like, you can tell he truly loves 
loves the game and loves, you know, the players and the position. Um, and so I just got guys buy in immediately to, you know, his brand of coaching. Um, and, and he's just, he's just, he's just a dude. Like I said, he's, he's a guy that loves to be around the, you know, around the field, around the stadium at the facility. Um, you know, every time I get there early, he's already there, obviously hours in advance and, um, just someone that loves to be around the game of football. And, um, you know, I was really lucky to have him as a strength coach for a while, but, um, always getting, you know, nuggets of information and advice, uh, about lifting. So that really helped Leo and I. Do you guys, were you guys working out early in the morning? Um, so yeah, depending on, um, you know, the season, can there be four phases, you know, spring, winter, most, most, uh, phases we'd be yeah early morning, like six thirty seven. Um, you know, if someone, if we were being, you know, if someone showed up late, we'd be there at like five sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely a good mix of times though. Oh man. I don't miss, I mean, you're going to keep doing it. So for you, but as an adult or you're an adult, but as an older person, I don't miss waking up at five fifteen to get on a scooter, to go to the stadium in January. Like, yeah. Not at negative all. 20, negative 20. Uh, and you're still cold from waking up and then the, the hit, the wind's hitting your face and your tears are rolling down. your eyes. Dude, I was just, I always wore, um, I always wore the mask, the full mask with a hat, with the goggles, no matter what. I was like, I don't, I'm too cold here. Yeah. It, and that was definitely a grind. Oh yeah. Take it back, man. We had that, uh, like that blizzard when they actually canceled school for the first time in like 20 years. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot like my gloves and my, like my hands and I have this, this finger gone halfway too. And so it gets like frostbite way sooner. So I start, I felt it getting numb and I was like, man, I love Wisconsin. I was, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's I love it though. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So what were, so, so as you moved to your, you, you, you were starting, you and Mason especially were sort of like the two sort of side by side starting fullbacks for a little while. Um, what was your relationship like with, with, with Mason? Cause he, you know, was learning the position kind of at the same time that you were, you were saying. Um, yeah, no, I think Mason was a guy who, like he, he, man, he's had such a, like a gritty career, man. He's, he's got, he, he had his, he tore his ACL. He tore his Achilles in back-to-back years. He was a freak athlete in high school. Um, and he went through all that and still was able to play at this high level. Um, and even have a chance at the next. And it's someone that, you know, doesn't let anything bring him down. Um, you know, he would be like sick and he'd still show up and just be in a, you know, he's a lead by example kind of guy. He would do everything the right way. Um, but just having that guy who was consistent and, you know, never complained, he just set such a high standard for me, um, at the player, not even as a fullback, just as a player and as a person, um, it was just accepting everything as something to learn from, um, and how to do things the right way. So, and obviously he was a great player and, um, you know, it was a pleasure playing next to him, man. That was, uh, yeah, that was my favorite when we had both me and Mason out on the field at the same time. We got to <laughs> uh, block for JT and stuff. And then that was fun. So how, how cool is it to block for JT? Oh man. It, he like, obviously you guys know how good he is. So I'm not going to go on about that, but he's one of those backs that, you know, whatever kind of block you're going to make, he's going to make you right. Which is the best. I mean, for a fullback, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Like I, I might be the guy, he might get off to my right but he still makes me win the block just because he's going to cut the right way. Like one of those guys that makes my job easier, which is, you know, the best teammate to have. 
Um, that's the kind of guy JT was never complained, always had a great attitude in the huddle, like bringing the, everyone's spirits up and, um, you know, just, you know, the best, best, uh, running back a guy could ask for, honestly, as a fullback, especially. Um, but yeah, great block. Dude, so you, you, you might have blocked for potentially two of the best and Braylon Allen could be one of the best to ever do it at Wisconsin. So you could have potentially bought for two of the best running backs outside of number 33. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. what's that like feel like for you, man? I don't know. I, <laughs> maybe, maybe they just made me look better than I am. <laughs> that's, that's probably what it is. But um, I mean, I can't say enough about both those guys. They really make the job easier and it's, it really is an honor to, you know, say, Oh, I blocked for JT. I blocked for that guy right there on TV. And it's, it's really, you know, they made my job easier. They made my life easier in college having them, um, you know, especially in the running back room, JT was, you know, really smart. Not just that his, he didn't just have his athletic abilities. He was just a genius too. I mean, he was in engineering school for a while. Like he's smart guy. So, and same thing with Braylon, smart dude. Um, having those guys, it's just, like I said, makes your job so easy. Wait, so let me ask you. So last year you're sitting in the, well, whenever, okay. So maybe last spring you're sitting in the, in the, uh, the running backs room and really there's not that many tailbacks and you've got Chesma Lucy come. What's it like for a transfer to come in nowadays? Is it just like, you like when he walks in, like, what did he, what, what was it like when he just showed up? Um, I think especially in Chez's case or in a lot of guys or in other guys' cases, I mean, you're coming from a school, you know, like Clemson, who's always been, you know, the top dogs and the, you know, the front runners. Um, it's definitely, you know, you get humbled a little bit coming to Wisconsin just because we're not, we don't pride ourselves on being, you know, ahead of the pack or anything like that, or, you know, the fastest team, whatever. Cause we don't, we don't spread it out like other teams. We, you know, play real rough and tough down in the dirt football. Um, so I think it's an adjustment at first for a lot of guys, um, because, you know, coaches aren't praising players all the time. Not that, not that the other schools do it, but, um, it's, it's really, you know, I think a humbling experience for those guys, but at the same time, they realize that the coaches value them as people, um, the culture and the, you know, the environment at, at Camp Randall, everyone values them. Um, not just as players, not just as a business. I think um, they see you as a human being um, and a part of the family, part of the bigger family. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I love about Wisconsin. Like we go back to the walk-on, um, you know, walk-on comments, just same thing with transfers is they're taken in as family immediately. And, uh, you know, it's just a special place to be. But you have Chess come in and then Braylon comes in also. I, I mean, when you saw him, what do you, you think about him? Like, what do you think right away? As far as Braylon? Yeah. Um, man, freak, freak it, the athlete, no freak in the freaking weight room too. Like, uh, right when he came in, you know, I think I saw a video of him like hang cleaning or four Oh five or something or four fifteen. I was like, oh. and they had him as a, they had him on defense at first too. And mm-hmm. you know, coach Brown, um, he, he was like, yeah, oh yeah. He's going to be linebacker by the end of camp. And, um, uh, just cause he was so heavy. He was like two in the two forties and stuff. And, um, but he saw that I don't think any of us were expecting at how, how smooth Braylon was because for a big dude, he can really move and he can, you know, navigate in the, um, in the box. So, um, after he showed that in uh, fall camp, you know, 
a lot of uh, a lot of guys had a lot of trust in him at that point. And then when Chaz went down, uh, Braylon was right there to fill the fill the space and you know be successful. Yeah, you guys had a really tough year in the running backs room last year. I mean, obviously Braylon shined once he got sort of like especially was the, was the lead dog. But I mean, between injuries to Chez and Isaac and everything that happened with the two freshmen and, you know, it was a big, there was a lot of hurdles last year in the running backs room. How did you guys sort of, you know, manage to overcome it still finish nine and four with one of the best rushing attacks in the country? Um, it was just the next guy up mentality. And, you know, you hear that a lot, but it truly is, you know, about having everyone in the room prepared, you know, you got Grover playing in games. He's getting that experience. You got Brady Shipper who's able to jump in there and do, uh, I think it's just a bunch of guys that are ready to go and are prepared to, you know, tackle the obstacle. And that's, that's just a testament to, you know, uh, how, how good the coaching is and how well we were prepared. Um, and I can't say enough about, you know, how, how great of a coach coach Brown was, um, you know, God rest his soul. And, but he, 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 and he, he was a great coach and he, I think he, helped, uh, you know, uncover, um, how great Braylon truly is and truly can become. Yeah. That was a tough loss. I didn't know coach Brown, but I have everything I've seen read and heard about was that he was just like the epitome of a running back coach that you just wanted to be around. Man, they're like he's one of those guys that you can just feel like if he's in the room, you can feel, man, oh, that's yeah, he's ready to go. He just he loved everything about the game. He made everyone around him better. Um, and like honestly, for me, he like made me love football again, just from his his attitude and his you know attack on each day and everything on, on life, man. Um, mindset, it was yeah, I can't say enough about how much you know he affected me as a player, like. Truly, the greatest coach I've ever had. Had you start to like sort of lose your passion for the game a little bit before he came on board, or what makes you say like again? Makes you find your passion for the game again? I wouldn't say I lost my passion. Um, I'd say it, you get to that point, you know, where you're doing the same thing for years and you don't value it as much as you should. Not that I didn't have the passion for it, but maybe I was just you know coasting and just having him there and he, you know he worked with me every day and he had that, um, you know, that love for the game and that, um, just that good vibe. And, and he just, you know, helped me see, you know, Oh, you, you really have a shot for this. You're that this good and that, that, and, uh, just helped me a lot, um, from my mindset. Yeah. It becomes like routine going to the stadium, working out, going to the training after, you know, it just, mm-hmm. you're right. When you kind of like, I mean, I, I had a coach who I thought was like a character, this guy, Coach White. So every practice was hilarious when he was around. You never knew what he was going to say or do. Who knew? But it was so – so I, I get what you're saying. What, what was – like what was what, – what's your favorite game you played it? Um, let's see. I, I had quite a few. Um, definitely Michigan. I love playing Michigan. They were – similar style of football to us. Um, you know, I think we, we were, all those games are most of the time, very competitive. Um, also I scored my first touchdown against Michigan. Um, that's, <laughs> that was a highlight for me. Um, but Michigan was, you know, rough and tough style of football, just like, us. And, um, I'd say those games were, you know, a blast for me. Not, I don't really have one game in particular. Um, but just, just those games that, 
you know, where we're playing a team that had the same, um, same style or believe in the same things, those games were a blast. Well, one, one game that stood out to both Bernie and myself was your performance in the bowl game this year in the Las Vegas bowl. Um, and especially with, I know that you had had to deal with COVID protocol right before, right before the bowl game, as well as the Purdue Boilermaker express goes by my house. Um, (laughs) but we, uh, but no, like in that game, especially, man, like you just like popped in that game. And despite not having, you know, not really getting to be able to train with the team a whole lot during during that week, Garrett Groshek was on the show and talked about how you just sort of like walked in, you know, picked up, knew what to do and enrolled. And, and but uh, what was you know, what was that like for you? And what do you think sort of uh, accounts for the fact that you were so good on on such short notice and a lot more limited training than usual? Oh, man, that was it was that, that whole week was crazy. I go along, go on uh, for a while about that. You know, got COVID was, I went home, drove home. was like, whatever, I'm going home. Um, and just getting that call. We're like, okay. Hey, uh, yeah, it's three days before the game, but Hey, you should fly over here because <laughs> the guy. Um, and so I showed up and I got one, wasn't even a pad practice. I got like a spider's it was basically like a fast walkthrough before the game. Um, and, I, but I was like, at that point it was just adrenaline. It was, you know, I was energized just being able to come back, you know, in that fashion, it just gave me energy and it, it, it allowed me to just, you know, let it all loose. Um, and then we were dealing with injuries in the tight ends room. So it was pretty much, you know, just Ferg and I, as far as, you know, tight ends and fullbacks. So, uh, Seeing that is, you know, really pushed me to give it all I have. Um, and then obviously coach calling the plays that allowed me to, you know, run the ball and get in the end zone. You gotta love that. Uh, but just really, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to get that opportunity and I took advantage of it. So I was happy for that. The, the bowl game to me was like one of your shining moments. I was so excited watching you. I thought that it just, was like the cherry on top on your career. Like you, to me, you took that next level. Like you should go to the NFL. Like you were, I thought you dominated the field. There's nobody who would stand in your way. And I, and I'm like, man, this kid's good. Like this is NFL quality and you should just go. So I I'm so happy. One, I'm a huge fan, by the way, uh, granted you did make me drink a lot of beers, which is fine. Um, but you know, like it's, it's so nice to know you know, I grew up like Cecil Martin was the guy, Chad Coons. You know, we had these older, older Alan Amici, but although he was in like the 30s. It's just so nice to know that like you have taken the 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 helm, I guess, and the tradition has continued. Because I think a walk-on is is definitely humongous, but the fullback tradition can only be kept going with guys like you who are violent, who want to play, who are exciting to watch, who could run as well as like. You know, we're not just meatheads just running into people, dude. So, I, I mean, that's my fanboy quick, quick little session. But how cool is it to have Garrett coaching you guys? Man, that was uh, that was like a flashback. Having him, he was basically when he was playing, he was like a second coach. That's how truly smart this dude is. He understands, you know, okay, there's a safety rotation. This is the blitz they're going to run. He, he can dissect. A, you know, you've seen those clips about clips on uh, Luke Keekley, like calling out like what the play is going to be. That's how Groshek was, but on the offensive end, like he'd, he'd know a blitz they were running based on the rotations or the, you know, defensive alignment. He was like, he was, an, he was like a second coach all along. And so having him there, 
it didn't feel that weird just because of how much he helped me as a player early on. Um, and I think he excelled in that position. And, and I think that's something that he could, you know, be really successful with, uh, after his football career is over. I thought he was just going to, I thought he was going to come on as an assistant coach right away. I was all mm-hmm. pumped. Yeah, I thought, I um, thought so. I, so, so quick question. So you're not in the room, but Al Johnson is now the, the running backs coach. I played with Al when I got here, he was a center. I love him. Have you heard anything? Like what's your feel on, he was, he, he's been a head coach. He's been an offense coordinator. He's done the run game coordinating. He's done all of that, but what's your feel? Like, what have you heard or what have you seen um, about Al and just the way he's kind of going about his business? Um, you know, I, other than, you know, I, I actually was, uh, in Madison and I sat in on a meeting, um, this year went to, um, some spring ball practices and I think he's doing a great job, man. I think having that experience as, you know, an offensive line coach for one, but also as a run game coordinator, I think he can connect those two position groups. And so that, you know, it's going to be one smooth unit, the offensive line and the running backs, both position groups understand what, you know, the offense is trying to accomplish. And so I think having him having that background is really going to help, you know, the running backs understand where they need to be and why um, big thing is why, because, you know, him having uh, that knowledge you know, and the understanding of what run game is trying to accomplish, that's, it's going to be huge. And, and I met him too. And I think he's a great guy and great coach. And I think uh, he's going to lead them in a good direction here. I actually, I agree. I, 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 he's a great guy. I've had a lot of fun with Al when he was a younger human being. Um, well, what I was going to say, Ber- Bernie, yeah, what I was going to say is that I'm curious as to see who sort of follows in your footsteps. Who's the next fullback? Because you were the only, effectively, you, you were the only fullback on, on the roster in a lot of ways uh, last year after Quan went into the transfer portal. And so now, especially w- with you gone, I mean, it, it sounded like Jackson Acker had sort of bumped down to fullback for the spring. I know Riley Noah Kowski's gotten some time there. Cam Large, I don't know. I think he might have taken some snaps there too. What are your thoughts on the position going forward and who do you think is going to be, or who are some of the guys you think could be contributors next year at that position? I mean, I think you hit around the head with those names. Um, you know, you got Jackson, Riley, and Cam. And, you know, the fact that we can say three names that could fill the position is great because that means those guys are, you know, they have the, the um, physical attributes and, you know, just me playing with them firsthand, they have the mental attributes. So I think it could be any of those guys. Um, Like, to be honest, I don't even have any insider information on who it would be. Uh, But like those guys are all three guys are capable of doing the position. It's just, you know, who's going to have that mental edge or that, um, you know, like, like Matt was talking about that, just wanting to hit people that love for the physicality of the game. I think that's, what's going to separate one of them um, to the next step. Uh, could be any of them, but, uh, you know, I think that's, what's going to separate him is the mindset. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting for me to look at just because I think they all bring like very different skill sets. I mean, Jackson's a tailback his entire life. I mean, he's not like he doesn't have the requisite strength. He's the state record holder in the discus, I think in Wisconsin. Uh, he said that in, in high school, he threw like 215 feet or something like that in the discus. It was something absolutely insane. Jesus. Um, yeah, he ridiculous. Riley, Riley came over from linebacker. We know he's like t- 
tough nosed and isn't going to take bleep from anyone. <laughs> um, and Cam, Cam was a kid coming out of high school who I was, who I loved. He was a kid. I mean, he's from my neck of the woods in New England, he's from Massachusetts. He, and he's just like a tough son of a gun. Your brother said that he was, you know, maybe outside of you, the toughest guy to, uh, to, uh, to get around, but which reminds me one of the things I wanted to ask you. Okay. So Leo said that you are the, uh, the toughest blocker he's gone against. Who is the toughest linebacker outside of Leo that you have faced and what made it so tough? As far as past linebackers, he's, he's on the league is Van Ginkle. Um, yeah, he was, very, uh, it, it, it was, it's different because he, I can't just say, Oh, he blew me up or he threw me aside. He was one of those guys that really dissected the block that he was about to like take on. Um, and he would use your momentum against you. And, you know, he was very good at using, um, leverage and his length, um, all of those things, his physical attributes. He, uh, you know, used my momentum against me and, um, you know, I think, Oh, I'm winning this block on him. I'm getting a reach block. And I'm just like, like, I'm like, wait, what? Like, how, how did that happen? So, uh, one of those guys that really just, you know, makes you beat yourself. Uh, that's, that's the hardest kind of block for me. Besides, by the way, congratulations, you got married. Mm-hmm. That's so special. Um, and so cool. I'm really, I'm, I'm very happy. And a girl dad, which you're, is so, is believe me, is very fun. What, you know, like, dude, you're, you're, you're training for the NFL. What's that been like? What are you most excited about? Like, how's this experience been for you? Oh man, it's just, it's been a blast. And it's, uh, it's honestly gone by really fast. The last few months training goes by, it's like, it's a blur. Um, you know, I was in, uh, St. Paul, Egan, Minnesota, uh, I was connected to the Vikings facility. It was called training house. Um, I was there, Leo got to get out of the cold, you know, he went down to Exos in Arizona and I was out there in negative 20 every day. <laughs> So uh, I preferred to stay gritty. Um, but, um, so I was training up there for a couple months and I think, you know, they have a great, a lot of great resources. Um, but the training was went by really fast and, um, got some good work in, um, you know, pro day, uh, pro day went pretty well. Um, but the training so far has been a blur to be honest. Um, but met with a lot of teams, got some good workouts in, um, but I'm ready to go to be honest. That's awesome, man. But, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever the NFL draft does anymore. Listen, even if you walk up somewhere, dude, you know what that is like. And Mm. uh, I would say, dude, just take a take a breath and really just experience what you're going through. I you never know when football can end. And it's so it's just a special time. And and your career has been just exciting to watch. Man, I, I. I'm like a little sad that, you know, I don't get to watch you anymore. Well, hopefully on Sundays. And then I was going to say, well, once you've taken the time to, once you've taken the time to reflect, then make sure that you are drafted by the bills and go play for Buffalo. And well, the bills (laughs) use a fullback. I don't know if the Jets are using a fullback these days, but the bills still use a fullback. And so go to Buffalo, win win a title and it'll be all good. Yeah. Okay. Easy. I'll just do that. Yeah. I've been a, I've been a Jets fan for my entire life and they've sucked my entire life. So um, I think at this point, like I can talk trash about them. Yeah. I actually, I, their defense is so poor. I mean, I was like, dude, Leo, you got to come here too. Like yeah. they, these guys are the worst. <laughs> I, 
I don't, I don't wish that. I mean, I, I'm selfishly, I want you to come to the Jets, but I don't wish that upon you. But you could be the tide that changes everything, you know? Who it, knows? Could be. Yeah, just, yeah, just adding a fullback. That's always the recipe for success, right? <laughs> you know, you never know. Some never, of the best teams. I do know. And I think, I think John's the missing piece for the Bills to go to the Super Bowl this year. So <laughs> I, I, I think the New York, it's the only New York team. Exactly. So I think, I, I think once John gets in there with the fullback, combination of him and Devin Singletary and that backfield is just gonna everything's gonna blow up you're gonna protect Josh Allen with the best of them and I'm just gonna be <laughs> over the moon I know you I know you know especially going in, like you can't have like a, a preferred team to go to uh, Leo talked about how it would be pretty cool to play for the Packers have you ever like have you, have you allowed yourself to dream about that like you know maybe being able to, to play for your in-state Packers I don't know if you're a Packer fan at all or if you're a Viking fan or God forgive you a Bears fan <laughs> Sorry, honey. My wife. Yeah, I mean, my wife's a Bears fan. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, growing up in Wisconsin, yeah, Packers fan for sure. Um, but honestly, it's. I think it's just about finding the right fit. Um, you know, say just like Matt said, like if I don't get drafted, like at that point, it's up to me where I want to go. Yeah. Um, so done research and find the best fit for me. Um, you know, and wherever that is, I I think, you know, I just got to get my shot. You know, it'll be it'll be great. You got a good no head doubt. on your shoulders, my friend. I have no doubt. I have no I'm doubt. Very excited. I'm very excited to follow you uh, for hopefully a number 10 more plus years. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, li- listen, this hour is flown by. So oh, I know we, we got to uh, wrap it up. Don't take too much more of, of your time here. I want to let you get back to the family. But listen, John, like, thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. This was awesome. We are obviously rooting for you and your brother so hard and just can't wait to see you guys succeed at the next level. And I know that, you know, Bernie and myself and the rest of, you know, the Badger faithful will be behind you 110%. Who knows? Maybe you'll be, maybe you'll go to Indianapolis and be blocking for JT again. Oh, man. That, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> that would I mean, be listen, something. I mean, listen, uh, freaking uh, the chargers when they had Melvin Gordon, uh, at his peak of his powers, they brought in, Derek Watt because he blocked so effectively for him and they turned into a really good tandem for a couple of years there. I mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibility by any means. Absolutely. That'd be sweet. Hey, John, this is a big pleasure for me. Um, oh, I forgot to ask you guys, hold on right before we go really quickly. <laughs> is there a Wisconsin fullback secret society? Because I, I feel like there, there, there kind of has to be, because I feel like you guys all like know each other and like have like secret handshakes or something. I, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a secret if we told you. So <laughs> there's just a lot of there's a lot of mutual love and respect for what each person has done or continue to do. Um, but John, the, the, you don't you don't even get it. Like I, we don't I don't speak to many fullbacks. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I really am a huge fan. So uh, I wish you the best, and I hope to see you in Madison in the off season at some point. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having. I appreciate it. Dude, also get some sleep before you become a dad. Yeah, there- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on. You got three months left, and then I'm sorry, you're not going to sleep for 18 years. So, um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 18 to 25, I think. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a good night. Good luck, and uh, we're behind you. Yeah, thank you guys a lot. Absolutely, and until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Badger Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. If you like what you hear, 
Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcasts. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and on Wisconsin. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.